0: Hello and welcome to the NDA podcast, It's Always Media Thursday, with me, Justin Pierce, the editor, and also... Uh, me, Andy Oakes, the publisher. So Andy, it's in a very uncommon situation. It's actually Thursday. It's it's Thursday. Yeah, It's always Thursday. So this is... Uh, and also, it's kind of a week since the last one, so we're doing the weekly podcast that we always talk about, but that we never do. Is this 2023's new resolution? It's 2023's first accident. I mean, I think we <laughs> go with that. <laughs> That's fair enough. So let's talk about, first of all, the most important issue this week. And obviously we alluded to it last week, but uh, your ongoing illness. You're in the studio in person with me for a change rather than being at home and lingering. But you're wearing a big boot. I am. Uh, this is the first time I've actually physically seen you in Uh-oh. 2023. Uh, no, really? Yeah. What about last
1: week? Well, I was I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was. was on the Zoom call. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's in, a, it's, it's in a moon boot. Yeah, it's good. It's it's a gorgeous looking thing. It's really good. Um, works well on podcasts, talking yeah. about how good your, your moon boot looks. <laughs> well, that's just because, you know, a lot of people are worried about you. Well, no people email me. I was emailed by people saying uh, that you and Rob bullied me on last week's podcast.
0: Yeah, Rob Blake from Channel Factory was our guest last week and Rob Blake from Channel Factory was very mean about you. But then that's what Rob Blake from Channel Factory likes to do. Well, it's the last time he's on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, loads has happened, actually. Uh, the world totally, totally back. You know, you're back as well. So even Andy's back in action. Lots happened this week. Uh, lots of big, big news this week. And obviously, we talk not... We don't talk about news as much in this podcast. It's more about the goings-on in our industry. But these are two big, big, big news stories. First... Uh, first
1: is the Bellwether Report. Yeah. Uh, the IPA Bellwether Report... Which,
0: you know, what it's it's not that bad. Well, I, I, drums headline was was excellent. The you know, drums always a great way to get the, you know, scoop and this sort of stuff. And the headline was basically uh, confidence is coming back and budgets up forty percent. Yeah. So, although yes, of course we're all worried about possible economic downturns, et cetera, Generally, the view from the marketing industry isn't that bad. Budgets are going up.
1: Well, I think there's there's anecdotal. Stuff going on, and there's these reports, and I think that the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. I mean, let's not let's not gloss over the fact that Microsoft are laying off ten thousand people. Very true. Um, so they didn't see suddenly see the Bellwether report. Oh, all these people are fired. <laughs> um, and we know, talking to our friends and contacts in the industry, that business is slow. Yes, it is. Uh, and we know from talking to our own teams that lots of people are holding you know they're waiting to haven't got budgets sorted out for the year so yes look i'm i'm pleased to see that marketing spending is up on q3 that um certain sectors are doing really really well i mean boom time for video boom time for events Mm -hmm. as well looking at the the verticals which did really well but i think in the (laughs) that's that's all great i still
0: still think that in the real world there's a lot of hesitancy yeah there is there is. But always, always cheerful. I just, sometimes it's... Yeah, there's, there's so much there's so much more to be positive about intensity than the sometimes negative headlines. So I thought that headline the drum was was a superb. It was a good way to, to paint things. As ever. Was, it, was that a John McCarthy story? It wasn't, actually. I've forgotten who it was. I, just, I literally just saw the headline scan scanned the story, but it was a great story.
1: Was it in small text so you couldn't read it?
0: Exactly. <laughs> I need massive text out there So, yeah, good news in the bellwether, good cautious news from Andy Oaks. Uh The other big very positive i think story this week was the the second wave of the pwc and isp study on on programmatic advertising and you know i personally thought that was an incredibly positive story there has to be a huge amount of work behind the scenes going on to to measure and study study things that are happening in programmatic advertising and the the first report from pwc and is i think was 2020 and that was a that was bad news. It came out and caused lots and lots of worry. And R- Remind people why that was. That. that
1: was media spend not actually reaching publishers. Media spend
0: me. not reaching publishers. And Programmatic has had this kind of murky reputation for a long time, often unfounded. But it's got a reputation for being opaque and black box and all the things it was in the early days, but hasn't been for a long time. So the first report found this unknown delta as it was so infamously phrased of money that just disappeared in the yeah. pragmatic system. Advertisers put the money in and it just went. No one knew where it went. Uh, and that was 15% of the advertiser spend, which is not inconsiderable. So unsurprisingly, you saw markets pulling back from pragmatic. But the study that came out yesterday, that unknown delta of 15% went down to 3%. And then the amount of money reaching publishers was up 8%. And it was a really positive story. And I just think credit to... All the people behind the scenes at Esper and PwC and AOP that were putting the hard work to make this happen. Um, I guess, you know, I, I talked I talked to them yesterday and they were keen to point out that this isn't a job done. There's a long way to go yet. Uh, but I think it's a really positive move. And, and although this is restricted to the pre, premium end of the market, premium publishers yeah. and advertisers, kind of arguably that's the way the world should be you know the the problems with the massive long tail and the programmatic goes on there that's what sort of buy, beware. I uh, yeah i mean i, I for uh,
1: for the listeners really go and read justin's piece on this on the site it's excellent it gives a really it's a really good optimistic piece on why the pro why yesterday was a really good day for the programmatic industry and yeah it's good i mean
0: it's there is still a smaller unknown delta. That's yeah, of course. And look, it's it's not on advertising. There's obviously yeah. be issues there, but this was a really great example of industry collaboration yeah. pulling off a great result. You can't take away from that. Well, it's we saw
1: this the the first iteration of this happened about five years ago when um, <clears throat> lots of people. There were a lot of Me Too companies set up, so that's an awful phrase, a lot of uh, companies set up that were very similar to other companies in the programmatic space. And then there was a bit of a doubt. and then these companies started to get weeded out. Some of the bad actors started to get weeded out, and the people who'd risen to jobs that they couldn't cope with were found out. And, you know,
0: quite a few people had fell out of the industry, and that was a good thing. That's a really definitely. good thing. You have people. I, mean, I went to see Index Exchange yesterday, and we had Sarah Vincent from Index Exchange here in the studio not so long ago. You know, and they just—they're they, an incredible company that does amazing work and delivers for publishers and advertisers. So, programmatic advertising, yes, it has its attractors and it had its problems, but it still delivers incredible results. For, yes, for everyone.
1: Oh, every time you talk about Sarah, I feel slightly guilty for uh, the mis—how I accused her of. Trying to garner votes. Oh uh, yeah, that was a bad the, time. That was an awful for the exchange right. or personality, or personality of our personality, tech personality. That was because you were you got your dates wrong. I got all my dates yeah, wrong. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I was imminently about to uh, <laughs> sever my Achilles tendon. So come on. That's fair enough. So look, what else has been going on? we've been doing lots of stuff. We oh, today we had an event today.
1: We did. We had the ne- the the next iteration of our ever popular Soho sessions. So if you've never been to one of our Soho or seen the Soho sessions or taken part, uh, think Dragon's Den
0: but for ad tech companies pitching to media agencies. That's it. exactly that. I mean, it's we we launched this in lockdown when Norm was getting out and it really f- it filled a need. And we've done, I, I, should, I should really count, but we've done probably about 10 or 12. Of well, things, you know, 11? I know it's 11. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, 10 or 12 is 11. 10 or 12, <laughs> 10 or is, 12 is not 11. Well, between yeah. 10 and 12 yeah. would be the definition oh, of 11. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Numbers aren't much wrong for But they are amazing events. And I was just talking to uh, one of the judges, we had amazing judges, as usual, one judges was saying, you know, she was from a network agency. And although some of the contestants pitchings day uh, had deals with network agencies as hers, she hadn't heard a lot of what was available or possible with the particular contestants. So it's just a great way of getting together amazing tech companies with senior people at media agencies that are looking for these amazing tech companies to do a good job for their clients. It's interesting, isn't it? That, I mean, we in the old days, clients used to spend...
1: Well, uh, tech companies used to spend fortunes, mm. and, they, and they still do. So, tr- trying to get into the media agencies, and they, you know, <clears throat> ridiculous amounts of lunches. Yeah, I mean, you rocko lunches. Oh, and you, you, the the stuff you heard about from the states about how to get what you had to do to get into a media agency, the designer jeans you had to buy. Yeah. Um what? But it's 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 interesting how now people now right, let's do this, and what I always think is really good, and it's. It's a good thing about our industry is that the agencies are
0: really happy to do this. They really are. And I was talking to someone today, one of our judges, who was saying what's happened post the pandemic is that agencies have made themselves completely available to clients. Yeah. They're in their house, available at the drop of a hat. Whereas in the old days, they'd you know, be available to clients, but it was books meetings and they go to their offices and that sort of thing. But now they're so available to clients 24-7 that they've taken their focus away from the tech companies that they need to, you know, do their job for clients. Yeah. So that's the interesting thing that another unintended consequence of the pandemic and a lack of, still lack of, you know, everyone being together in in, in person.
1: Yeah. So big thank you to our judges this morning who came from iProspect, M-G-O-M-D, which I always look at you because I think I'm going to get the letters <laughs> in the wrong order. And Essence MediaCom. Essence MediaCom. No, all cap- all lowercase. What else has been going on? I mean... Oh well, what's happening Friday? Friday's an interesting one, isn't it? You're going to a breakfast. Ah, yes. Actually, tomorrow. That's,
0: tomorrow I'm going to a breakfast. It's the new event from co founder Christian and it's Christian Mucker. Christian Mucker, and we both think this is probably going to be an incredibly important new temple event for the industry.
1: We do, and it's in Miami. So that's not Cologne.
0: It's not Cologne. It's not. It's in April, and it's he. I mean, he he. He sort of turned the events well on its head with Mexico, Uh and he's planning to the same thing again with Possible. It's yeah, you know, details are just coming out, but it's gonna be an amazing event. So yeah, tomorrow morning, uh, at the Berkeley there's he's me getting one together to talk about what's gonna be Impossible. Possible really will become the new sort of temple event, I think. He's he's
1: got this aura about him questions, I remember the first time I met him, this is years ago when you and I were both at um New Media Age. And Christian Milker came over with uh, Frank Schneider. Oh, yeah. Jumbo was his uh, nickname. And th- they, they told us about their plans. And it wasn't a, hopefully, this is going to happen. It's, yes, we're going to put this event on. It's going to be the biggest event in all of Germany. Everyone's going to come to it. It's going to make this much this much money. And we're going to sell out eight halls. And... and well, it did. It did. Exactly. So... The guy's got a track record.
0: He yeah. does, and you wouldn't believe the advisory board he's got. I mean, it's a who's who, I know. I looked at that this who's, morning. Who's, it's crazy. So yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow morning. And that's again. The, we talk, talk about events. We always talk about events on this podcast, and it, events are the lifeblood. And as you pointed out, in you know, events with one, one of the shining lights of the IPA Bellwether report today. But this year, events are, events are fully back. You know, my friends at MADFest are getting ready for an incredible event this, this July. MediaTel keeps producing event after event. We keep doing events. And I think it's just funny looking back. It wasn't so long ago when there was so much doubt cast just of the potential future at all of the event industry in you know in our market. You're right. I mean, the Bellwether
1: I was reading here, uh, events was the top performing Bellwether category in Q4. Um, so it's got a net balance of plus 5.7% against... Uh, of the previous quarter so yeah amazing now yes let's be honest there's some lag still in that from when when things were bad and they were building themselves back up but fantastic and I'm you know I'm I'm glad that the events industry is back because there's some brilliant people in it and uh,
0: yeah definitely are We, we we're meant to have a special guest on today with us as usual but our special guest is ill which is so so hope you're okay I mean you're not you're ill (laughs) <laughs> we,
1: yeah, we, we, that was said with all the empathy and sympathy <laughs> you, you expressed last week for my <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: my tendon injury thanks
0: yeah. <laughs> well I'm just so sorry for everyone that's ill I'm not
1: no but the bonus for the listeners is they get a lot more of you and me <laughs> or
0: indeed a shorter <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah exactly so anyway, we we will talk with our guest about Cannes because we're working together for stuff on can. but Cannes is Can's here you can't get away from it now At, Every meeting you have everyone you meet people are talking about can now and Yes, it's a subject that's over but it's one you can't ignore, and I think it's something that... You, I feel it in the air now much more than a few months ago.
1: So I was talking to one of the agency uh, representatives this morning at our event, and he was saying how the, the events industry for him has polarised, and they are doing smaller, much more focused events. They'd rather have 10 of the best people rather than your average you should sort have of mid-range conference with 300 people in the room that sort of thing so they'd rather do that where there's almost a guaranteed roi and then and then he says and can because it's a box ticking exercise and you've got to do it <laughs> yeah oh that's that's an expensive box ticking exercise
0: but, but, guess, but you just you do
1: yeah i know exactly. i know i know I'm, and i'm cynical about it every year and every year i go i realize why we went exactly no, i've been
0: single for the last 20 years but it's always amazing once you're there talking events and smaller events and focused events. We we do millions of roundtables, but we've got a great one coming up, which is one subject, one restaurant, one date, one time, but two cities. So we're doing a round table on programming out of home with our good friends, JC DeCoe, in London at the Ivy Restaurant, and in Manchester at the Ivy Restaurant, exactly the same time. Which is gonna be quite fascinating to see the Again, the similar as we found with to Trinity lunch north, the similarities, but the differences between the two cities.
1: So this is essentially the live aid of the. <gasps> That's
0: it. It is. It
1: is. Same event, different cities. Yeah, so it's different cities. But who's playing the Phil Collins role of playing at both? Uh. Fact fans, Phil Collins was the only person who did it.
0: So what's the choice? The choice. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, to be easy, to be fair, it's probably easier to jet between London and Philadelphia than it is to get a train from London no, to Manchester. No, Phil, so Phil Collins and who else? Well, no, Phil Collins was the only person that did it. I
0: <laughs> see.
1: So there is no choice. Uh, you're, you're stumped now, aren't you? You remember Live Aid. You were only 72 at the time.
0: I, I'm, I thought I'd have a choice who to be, but uh, I'm not being Phil Collins.
1: No. So are you going to London or Manchester? I know the
0: answer to this. I'm going to London. There's Ty a Rose surprise. Going to Manchester. I mean, I... I do love Manchester as much as London. Not as much as London, but I do love Manchester very much, but but how things going.
1: So... And we're doing other stuff. Sorry, we talked about the Solf- uh, Soho sessions earlier, but we're doing the Salford sessions.
0: We are, exactly. Uh, S- in thing, Salford. But it's in Salford, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I think we'll talk, Manchester will be a subject all this year on this podcast. It, it's... it's there's so much happening so much going on there's so much that you know is often ignored and sometimes again rob and i talked about it a bit with you on the podcast last week it's just it's a city that needs its own attention and although it's part of the same ecosystem as london this with the same kind of background framework they need special focuses on, on each mm. city they you know they exist on the, in their own systems yeah and it's different sets of clients it's different Different clients, different teams, different ag- yeah. different agencies. I can't believe them. I mean, that you don't hear off down here. So that's kind of it. That's well, a, that's a lot. We could still do. We could still do the guest slot with the what the guest normally does. You can't do what's on the desk. Why not? Guest. You could do right. it. Well, okay. I, no, I don't do it. I introduce it. Okay. So now we come to one of our most popular segments, which is insert theme tune here. What's on the desk? This is a very popular segment where we ask our guests or or host to look at the desk in front of us which is covered with writings and drawings and thoughts from the multitude of people that have been in the studio which range from us to jeremy irons jeremy
1: irons and uh, i still think that one says david hasselhoff but
0: i can't david hasselhoff. And, yeah. you know many people that aren't aren't as amazing as us so let's carry on with the game is it a game i think it's a lifestyle choice yeah okay so andy what's on the desk
1: That's my hand going over the desk. Well, it says "Northerners rule," which is a lovely little segue from your Manchester piece. But then underneath, someone's put "rule what."
0: (laughs) Okay, so that's that's good. Let's get your insight, Andy. So, what do Northerners rule? The North. Exactly. Another great episode of "What's on the desk?" Insert theme tune here. Thank you so much, Andy. It's always a pleasure. So listen, I think we might to end, to end this ramble. Yeah, we might talk to a close. Today's podcast has been a sort of a shorter normal uh, episode, has it? I don't know, we did talk a lot. Yeah, um, maybe it's been the same month as always. I think it is. I just think yeah. it's less quality guest time, more you and me rambling. Exactly, which is what people want. I mean, they don't. But... So that's it from me, Justin Pierce, the editor, and from? Me, Andy Oakes, the publisher. Hopefully see you soon, and thank you so much. For listening.
1: This podcast is a new digital age production. New Digital Age is part of the Blue Stripe Group, the communications group for the digital industry. Please go to www.bluestripegroup.co.uk for more information.